0: It's Saturday. i us call it Saucy Saturday or Sassy Saturday. How about that? And I just wanted to say hey to y'all and um, like just talk about some likes and dislikes about Georgia. Um, in 2017. I've been here almost two years. It doesn't even feel like it. It seems like it just yesterday I moved. But I took a leap of faith to good old Atlanta. Uh, I know there's a lot of hotness out on the social media about folks moving to Georgia, that it ain't going to change your life when you move to Georgia, but actually it has. It's enhanced my life. Um, I've continued a lot of healing and uh, deliverance. Amen. It's moving. And it's actually been an eye-opener to a lot of things that I, I had dormant in my heart, but the dreams are starting to come into fruition and alive and well. I have went through a lot. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll one day share that testimony about all the experiences that I've had since I've been here. It has not been an easy journey. Um, but, you know, it's been a good one for me. Um, but I, I hail from Seattle, Washington. For those of you that are just checking in, hey. Um, uh, born and raised there, UW Hospital, actually. Yes. Uh, Seahawks fan all day every day 12th man 12th fan you name it on that Uh, but I just I love my city I love my town yes it does rain quite a bit I'd say about 265 days a year (laughs) no Um, but we have beautiful summers and winters they just had snowmageddon unfortunately I was not there to partake of that and I'm actually happy I was not (laughs) I was like it was actually sunny in Georgia in January some of the months and it actually is sunny right now and it's February so you can only imagine um, the heat uh, that it it gives during certain hours of time yes I am driving Lyft right now so don't judge me Um, (laughs) but in the meantime in between time I just wanted to hit you with a couple of facts of the likes and dislikes of Georgia for one I love that there is still diversity here i grew up in seattle washington around a lot of asians a lot of samoans a lot of black folks a lot of white folks a lot of people of different descents and to see that in certain areas still makes me happy like sometimes I love my black people but honey I need a little bit Asian I need a little bit Mexican I a little bit you know I need to feel like I'm in other town you know back home and it it remnant of that. It's remnant of that in some areas in Georgia and I do love that I love that there's different cultural places you can go to eat I really love that because I don't like just soul food contrary to those beliefs even though my name is Ebony no I grew up eating it it's not you know it's a lot of places down here to eat but I'd rather go and eat at other places that's just me my own personal preference, but I pretty much eat vegetarian anyway, so, you know, you do not catch me eating meat, fried chicken and all that stuff like I used to, but um, it's, it's, people are prospering down here, and people are hustling out here, you see people with their soaps, homemade soaps, at the indie market, they're out here just hustling, and, and, and it's like, People are very entrepreneurial down here, and I appreciate that. I love to see businesses thriving, even if it's your own little home-based business that you're doing on the side of the road, honey. You're you're making yours, and so I love that that concept down here. Um, another thing I really do like about it is there's a lot of different things to do down here in Georgia, whereas in Seattle, nightlife closes very fairly early for a lot of people. I'm not a clubber. I did all that in college. Been redeemed, but. Um, Like, if you want to go out to a lounge with your friends or girlfriends or guy friends or whatever, you can do that. And you can even go eat late. Um, Even a lot of, like, nice restaurants down here. A couple I'll name is Two Urban Licks. If you are ever in Atlanta, you have got to go and eat at that place. The, the, The vibe is bomb. Free valet. It's in, like, a really off like industrial area but you're like it's it's just dope and i just love it and there's a lot of different places like that everywhere you go like new york has places like that but it's just really modern really eclectic dope they have like a little band that plays sometimes there it's just you can just go sit there by yourself and just eat an appetizer and just really enjoy yourself and like just be around good company in a good atmosphere um you know there's another hot ticket down here a lot of people go to this place and it's always packed it's slutty vegan um it's a black-owned business down here um but it's all vegan based and it's I mean it's actually really good I stood in line for about an hour and a half I have to unfortunately say I will not do that ever again (laughs) for that particular thing but you know if somebody delivered it to me I'd eat it again probably but I won't go and stand in line uh again it was just one-time experience but it's really good um there's different staples down here. There's Grits and Gravy, um, Greens and Gravy, I think it's called. I haven't tried it yet, but I've heard great things about it. You know, got, you know, so many different restaurants down here. It's just, I love it. And Decatur is one of the places that have really, really great restaurants. I haven't been to Victory yet, but it's like a place where you have little, get little sandwiches. You can, you know, get whatever you want. There's, um, There's a lot of different vegan options down here that I didn't even realize. For those of you that are trying to eat a better holistic lifestyle, I mean, different places it kind of reminds you some people and things remind me of the 90s I love that the vibe that people give me like from back in the day it kind of gives me that vibe um of the 90s I don't know Georgia does in some ways and form and I like that because it reminds me of my childhood um the good things about my childhood actually um I like that being able to be on a this side of the t- the, the the spectrum like on the I guess south Southeast region, I can fly and it's not as expensive to go to New York as it is coming from Seattle. Like it's just it's too it's too costly unless you get a ticket off off season. You know what I mean? Um, I like that. I love being close to Florida. I have a cousin that lives in Miami. Me and my cousins drew, drove there. i was about to say Drew there. <laughs> drew flew out. Drew out. No, uh, we drove there. It was a long ride, but being able to get there quicker than being in Seattle. You know, like you know, if I want to go to Florida and drive, I'm right there in Georgia and I could do that. And I have family that's close in Louisiana. And if I wanted to catch the train, I could do that or I could drive my car. Um, that's really cool. I like the fact that there's a lot of entrepreneurs out here, like I said before, but people do lift out here. People are hustling. I like that the movie scene is down here. Um, I like that I meet a lot of different people from all walks of life. And, um, there's so many different cultures down here. You guys just have to understand, like people are moving to Atlanta because it's, it's a better a better opportunities for folks um i think it's just there's something for everybody down here and i think i like that about it uh as far as my dislikes uh i would probably have to do that in another segment because there's a lot of things that i just don't like about it that i'm like oh gosh but there's there's something that you may not like about every place that you go like i've been in new york i could not raise children there if i you know when i get married i just I don't see myself doing that. But I would visit. You know what I mean? Um, it's just It seems like it's just too busy for me. Um, another thing I do like about Georgia is, like, I like the slow part about it. So, there's rural areas um, that it, it just kind of gives a balance. You know, I live in, like, the outskirts now. I've moved twice already since I've been here. No judgment. But it was a, it was a good thing. But, like, living in the rural area kind of gives me more peace. I can think more. I can plan more. It's just it gives a balance and i like i like the people down here i don't necessarily like some of the mindset but i like the people down here when it comes to they're not so concerned with all the glitz and glam as 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 some of that atlanta does give you you know because there's a lot of hollywood stars down here there's a lot of musicians down here famous people that live here people that are in and out all the time but i love that there's people that are into that and that gives me balance it as well you know what i mean I like that there's different places you can go, like the shops where it's like more ritzy or you can go to, you know, a hole in the wall and eat and it's still like, you feel like you're still at home. I like that vibe. I love the brunch cabana. You got to go see Miss Sabrine. She is so sweet. Off of Peter Street it's not too far from Old Lady Gangos, you guys that like candy. Um, she has a restaurant. I've been there before too, um, but it's just like... Want some down home food? Go to see the brunch. Go to the brunch cabana. I got a plug, y'all. I got a plug. I like to eat, so I'm gonna. I always like try to post on my Instagram page too. You'll see at Kingdom underscore Trends that I do post quite a bit about eating and everything because I like to eat. I also like to cook. So I try to have a balance with <laughs> above both of it. Right now, we on a no eating out budget right now. Okay. I love that you can buy a house for little to nothing. A $150,000 house here in Georgia would probably be $350,000 in Seattle that's not even funny and it's not even a game so i love that you could get a really nice house for like a hundred thousand bucks you know and you're you're living nice even if it's like a smaller home it doesn't matter you own it and i think a lot of people are moving here for that reason too because it's getting too high to live in the northwest california new york it's just it's sky high you know you can still get a home in seattle but you're going to be paying a pretty penny you know but i love that you can get your home little to nothing I love that there's a lot of realtors out here. I, mean, I didn't consider real estate, honey, and it, it might be in the radar for later, but it is great out here. It, it there's, there's a market for it right now, and it's the best time to go into it is now, and I, I think it's a really great market for that. And If you wanted a side hustle, real estate would be great, especially for somebody that likes houses, likes design, likes architecture, likes to sell, or really likes to be a hospitable person, and a greeter, or, or you have a gift in that manner, then maybe going into real estate would be you, and I think the market is really hot down there, down here for that, um, what else do I like for Georgia? I love that there's so much art on, on graffiti, everything, you know, if you go to my page on, um, Instagram, I've been taking pictures of different graffitis and different stuff, like, no copyright infringement intended, but just taking photos of different art, there's so much, and it's so, so so powerful i love that there's different brands that were established here like goddess dope is down here there i mean i literally have drove in, driven i keep saying driving, oh my god <laughs> i've driven by their uh their warehouse or whatever where they where they where they make their shirts or wherever they do their business and it's just like really cool to see so many different brands house down here and like eden body works i've used that product on my hair they have their manufacturer here um sham moisture it's not here sorry not sham moisture not them. I was trying to plug them. Um, uh, what, what is that business? Oh, Design Essentials is down here. Uh, the McBride Industries. They're these, There's so many different like brands down here. Hair products. I mean, you name it. It's here in Georgia, and it's just like where everything is housed. And it's it's amazing because there's just so much so much out here, you know, and you you can get yourself involved in whatever you're passionate about, you can probably find it here. Um, As far as um, the weather, I I mean, I haven't had a huge problem with it. I grew up in Seattle, so I've kind of experienced all types of weather. And being here, I got to experience the really cold snow last January, which I didn't like because at the time I didn't have a car, so I was walking and I was a substitute teacher. That was rough, but thank God that he came through for me. Um, But I mean, the weather is not terrible. I mean, I think, when I got here in September of twenty seventeen, it was um it was actually still warm. So I, I but it had its breezes here and there and it really didn't start getting cold to like the end of October probably. Um of November so it, it's been okay for me I grew up with a lot of rain and you know there's you know seem to be a lot of depression in Seattle like a lot of people say but you know having the sun in my life and when the sun is out I'm a very happy person and I'm the type of person I'm very tropical my name's Ebony you know that 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 expensive wood so I, I only really grow in tropical climate so I gotta be where the sun is out <laughs> but yeah so it's it's a great place um I find my loves and dislikes for Georgia but you know, I think it's a great place for people to visit if it's not your thing. You might not be a southern belle. Like, my mom grew up in the south, so, you know, I kind of have the best of both worlds. My daddy grew up in St. Louis. Shout out to the Cardinals and the Rams. <laughs> but, no, um, yeah, that, that's kind of, like, my bridge about, bridge about Georgia. If I can think of some other things, I'll, I'll uh, tell you. The funny things about it is there's, like, so many different peach trees that it's ridiculous. You would think you are on peach tree, city and it's like there's a peach tree everywhere like I love peaches I've always loved peaches I'm a Georgia peach slash Washington apple now <laughs> you know so but I love I, I love that there's peach everywhere like if I wanted a peach drink I could get it here and I do love that you know I love peaches so peach juice it's gonna be down here it's very rare to find that in Seattle but we gonna have apple juice as opposed to peaches but peach juice but down here you can find just about peach anything like peach tree I love, I was going to say, I love that there's churches, like, everywhere. Now, there's churches all over in Seattle, but there's, like, it's just, it it just has a different vibe. I don't know what it is. It's just, like, you know, I'm a Christian woman, and I believe in faith, but, you know, the Bible, you know, we've we've built the church, you know, that's the whole goal of being a Christ follower is you're building the church, you're, you're winning souls for Christ, you're evangelizing, you're teaching and preaching the gospel, you're showing people love, you know, and, you will build God's church and I just I I don't know I find that a foundational truth to me and I love seeing a lot of churches you know you could drive for five to ten miles and there will be so many churches on just one street I just love it in the architecture of them the old buildings like it's just like so much like heart in it I don't know I you know I love I went to actually, I don't know if you guys know who this guy is. Charles Stanley. He's an old school guy. I listened to his podcast. My mom, she always gave me hip on these televangelists back in the day. But Andy Stanley, his son, has an amazing, impeccable church. Like, it is huge. I guess people would call it a mega church. I don't know. It looks like an industrial building. It's in Woodstock. It's called Woodstock Community Church, I think. Something like that. might be off. But amazing building and when I tell you like this is what I feel like the future of church should look like it you go in there and you find yourself looking like you're looking like you're in a gallery or something it I mean there's no traditional church to me like you can build a church that exceeds all expectations I've been in churches where there was Starbucks I've been in churches where there's all these different types of things and I think that's what the church should look like I know I'm going off on a tangent but I'll get back I'll bring it I'll roll it back in Uh but I just, it, it's an amazing church. You just look it up. Woodstock, Andy Stanley, Charles Stanley's son in, um, I guess it's Woodstock, yeah, uh, Georgia. Yeah, Woodstock is a city here. It's a really nice city. Um, but, yeah, it's it just, I mean, it. I was like, where am I? I really thought I was walking around in a, 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 a gallery. There's a little place where it looks like you're in, like, a home store or something, like, architecture. It's amazing. I'm like, people really, like... They go hard out here i love the homes out here oh my god the houses in georgia now i i don't know if people ever heard of a place called street of dreams it's like a a, a place in it's in washington i don't know if any other state have them but they, they you get to go to these places where these people open up their million dollar homes like multi-million dollar homes and the homes are huge and you pay a, a fee and you just get to ride this lane street of dreams and it's you get to go into all these houses they deck them out they're just i mean impeccable the homes down here, I literally... That's why I love driving for live too, is because you pick up some amazing people. And people are cheap. And no matter how much money they have, they cheap. <laughs> I picked up this woman. She literally... I don't even know if she... It was an estate. I'm guessing it was. It was a club. It was called some kind of club. Something. It was... I think it was an Alpharetta. I mean, her home. The home that I drove past before I got to her whole home. I wish I could show you a picture on this podcast. Like, it was impeccable amazing it was just like straight out of a magazine straight out of a movie you know you thought watching tyler perry's little movie that time (laughs) with that big old house which i'm sure he has a mansion i'm sure but like yo it is amazing like the the homes out here are just untouched i i love a good nice deco home i love homes like in california or like real rural modern home that looks like it came out of the Bauhaus if you ever studied the Bauhaus and studied it in college um art and design class but just a real dope kind of bungalow I don't know but the homes down here I love uh brick I, I'm really not a fan of wood homes I just cement homes uh, <laughs> but I want I love homes that are long-lasting stand, and standing and there are a lot of homes down here so you can go different areas and find like gems out here if you are ever going to buy a million dollar home please consider georgia and just airbnb it out because it is amazing i actually did some work on a property uh for a landscaping company for like one day and we were on this man's property and i'm telling you it was like i don't think i even ever been on a house like that with that many acres not like that and i have friends that have big homes but not like this so it's amazing like georgia is a place if you really want to just come and look at view homes come down here and there's a lot of you know states that have really beautiful homes too but down here the homes are just i haven't seen homes like this down here beautiful homes um i think that'll pretty much wrap up uh i already talked about some food places sorry so long-winded but just great 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 places out here to eat and um yeah yeah so we're gonna talk about in the next one what i don't like about soronga just say that the drivers out here are off the chain like not in a good way it is wacky out here y'all when people drive it's just like they have no regard for you they don't care about who's on the road you can have two five seven eight ten children in your car or your party bus and they don't care and the bad part about it is that the the semi truck drivers are the worst like you might as well be just as cautious and defensive as you can i drive for lives like i told you in someone told me you're such a careful driver I I said I have to be I'm like out here they don't there's no remorse for you as a human being out here and I mean seriously if you look up on the online I'm pretty sure the highest fatality state is probably Georgia is probably number one if not after California or some other place because it is strictly not because of shooting but because of people driving on the road and there's so many it's always traffic because there's always some kind of accident that has happened because people just don't drive right and people always say, Well, it's not just Georgia drivers, it's people that are from all over that are here. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of people from all over that are here. People are moving here. People drive reckless in different states. But here, it's really, really bad. So if you come and you rent a car or just be careful. You know, my friend came and visit me, I was like, Please be careful when you drive. You will be in for a rude awakening. Now, a lot of you that are maybe listening that might be from California, you probably have experiences, and I know New Yorkers are no game. Out there, and it's always jam packed like sardines. But down here, it's very, very bad. I don't like the drivers. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Um, as far as the slim picking for men, the truth is here. Yeah, it's it's not very good. Women, <laughs> and I'm a woman. I love. I've always been the type of girl that likes all types of guys. It doesn't matter your race or ethnicity. I've liked. I like. I like the Muslim. Uh, I like. <laughs> I don't even remember where he was from. He was in high school. He was a cute guy. I liked the Muslim. I, I had a crush on an Asian guy. My high school crush was um, a white dude. Shout out to Jackson Skyward. It was really good, Skyward. <laughs> um, and, you know, I dated a black guy in high school. You know, like, it. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I like mixed guys. I like older guys. I like younger guys. It, does, it didn't matter to me. So, but down here you don't come to find a husband. I didn't come to find a husband anyway, but I was open. Like, Lord, if he's down here, let it be, but I really don't think he's here. It's, I feel like some of the guys down here, they want a mom out of a girl, and they want a mama, and I'm not for that, but will you, and I don't need a daddy, I don't need a mama, I need a friend, and if you're going to be my man, then you're eventually going to be my husband. Those are the goals, okay? Those are the steps with Ebony, but down here, it's, it's very, very, you, and you have to do, like, a screen and you have to do a cold background check and facebook instagram who knows who ask your friends your friends that might be of uh how do i say this i don't know you need to just do your check let's just say that much i love jesus but i don't play that game i don't play that game and i'm not gonna go into detail you probably can read through the three between the lines amen and amen so, just do your background checks, but it's cool to get to know people, it's cool to have friends, but I don't I don't mess around down here as far as dating goes, no. Uh, online dating, I, I wouldn't be, um, <laughs> I wouldn't be, I would say I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I'm very strategic when it comes to that kind of stuff, let's just say that much. I know a lot of friends that have done it and that are doing it right now, and they use a lot of different apps, there's so many different apps out there, you just gotta choose wisely is what I say. But, um yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty bad down here in Georgia. Now, for everybody, it might be a little different. Some people i found their spouse down here, and they're great. But it's very rare that I think <laughs> you will. And, you know, everybody here is different. But, you know, for me, I haven't found that to be uh, a, a green light. So, it's okay. Um, and I'm totally fine with that. God has my husband, and he knows exactly where he is and we're going to be. mostly just people were co-parenting and parents were working all the time. It's just, it was really sad. I I subbed for a little bit and it just, I just didn't really like the school system here. Um, But I know there's people that care. And of course, teachers I've heard, I mean, she could write a whole book, a whole curriculum on just transformation and the things that they could change. And I think it's just, you know, we just need to have a better light for just children all around the world, you know, when it comes to education. And, and don't take out the arts in it, because that's so important. You know, people want to have kids, as ADHD and ADD and all that stuff. But kids need to have outlets. They don't only need recess, but they need more ways to express themselves. I think we should put more implemental programs in, like Arts and letters and different things like that so that kids are able to express themselves me the n-word they did it behind my back because they showed it doing it in front of my face (laughs) okay (laughs) but like you drive down the street and you can see five different pickup trucks with the confederate flag on it and trump supporters and it's like nothing they're right behind you like heck i don't know if johnny's carrying or not let me be real chill you know um one experience that i had it wasn't really really bad but i knew that the cop was racist because when i pulled up the the road was blocked off and i was trying to actually just ask him a question he had them little shades on. You know how they, some of them do. He had the shades on. I had my eyes covered because you don't want me to see into your soul that you're really a racist, okay? So that's what a lot of people do. They put them shades on because they don't want people to see what they're really about. Check, 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 check your motives, check your heart, okay? But yeah, pulled up. I'm a black young woman in my little car, right? So I don't want nothing. To do. I don't want nothing with you, officer. You know, I got the fear of God behind my back. But I'm just saying, like, and he puts his hand on his gun. Like, he literally did that. And I, you know, I'm like, hi, officer, I was being really nice. And I'm like, why is he putting his hand on his gun? Like, what is me, a little black girl, gonna do to you? Now, I can understand if he was a black dude, you know, he probably would've still did the same thing, but if it was a white young girl, he probably wouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? So the fact of that is you're putting your hand on your gun says a lot to me. And racism, I feel like, and me and a friend of mine have talked about this, it's built off of fear and it's a fear of the unknown a fear of the other person when you really or just a hatred in your heart for no apparent reason but it's really built off fear it's like to negate that fear you got to kind of push past that and you push past your own com- comfort zone and get to know people like I love like in college I had the experience and I fundraised to go to France because that was something in my heart's desire that I always wanted to do and just going over there it opened up my eyes and that's why I was like I wish I had gone somewhere after that and kept traveling I will be traveling more this year that is the goal and that is bubble and i just it just it saddens me because there's so much more to life than just you know where you grow up and i think people need to get out more and that's on both sides of the spectrum white black asian you know i just don't like the discrimination and i don't like how people are down here in their mindset i mean you can drive past different places and it's still named plantation it's like it's 2019 why are we still naming stuff plantation you know what i mean you know people would be like well, to remind you of what and i was like i don't want to be reminded of that and why would you continue to remind people that a oppressed you of what they did to you that's stupid like i don't i don't like it and i've been redeemed from that i'm not somebody that's for the cultural black we've been a slave like that's like going back to egypt you know what i mean to me when god delivered you stop going pick from that strange fruit tree amen amen leave it alone you're free move on you know so yes we are aware of history and what what it did and what happened yes we need to teach our children this is it We also need to teach them about the good parts, about the inventors, about how we built this country and how, you know, a lot of things went in that were positive about being African American or any other race and how people had helped each other back in the day, how Dr. King fought for unity and how people were for him of other races and they appreciated what he did, you know? Not everybody was against Dr. King. A lot of people were for the movement and I I think we need to teach more of that than keep reliving this hurt and pain as people have PTSD and that weren't... Even in slavery, you know what I mean? It's like I don't have PTSD, I wasn't a slave. Were my ancestors well, uh, you know, perhaps, but I don't live my life based off of that, you know what I mean? Yes, I'm black, yes, I'm African American, but honey, I'm royal, I'm a queen, and God called me as a fearfully wonderful maid, daughter of Zion, so that's what I am, and that's what I identify myself as. Yes, I'm ebony, I'm in the shell, I'm in the skin, but. My skin and my my color won't matter when I get to heaven. You know what I mean? So I need to live my life like that on Earth. Yeah, I need to fight for injustice and I need to fight for what's fair and what's right. But I'm trying to reach people, not just Black people. You got it. But also, like I just think there needs to be a change in general down here when it comes to that because I don't really like the mindset. And that's that's what you fight in a battle. When you move to another state, just know that there's other spiritual battles that you're going to go through. There's other things that you're going to have to fight. In Seattle, there was a lot of depression. Yeah, a lot of suicide. Yeah but here there's a lot of hatred there's racism it's unkempt it's like kind of tucked away but sometimes it's blatant you know sometimes it's open you know so it's kind of like no matter where you go you know that's why i understand why people would post stuff like well, if you move to georgia or atlanta you you ain't going your life ain't going to change my chance my life actually has enhancements this change you could be living in a toxic environment in a place where Up the whole time and it's not good for you. So moving is what you need to do, you know what I mean? That doesn't mean that you're not gonna go through things. Yeah, you are. But if God wants to prosper you somewhere else, then you move. You know, I love what Kev on Stage, shout out to Kev on Stage, posted on his Instagram page recently about how he had to move and he wrote out a vision plan for his family and submitted it to his wife. And they moved from Washington State, shout out to Tacoma, to California. And his life is just Bloomed, and he kept working, and he kept moving, and he kept shaking, and he kept moving. Sometimes you got to move for God to prosper you, and that's just, you know, if you're an artist and you're a singer and you want to sing, being in Seattle is not where you're going to quote unquote do, really be able to do that wholeheartedly. A lot of singers I know have moved and have traveled and have gone the 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 miles and have moved to New York, have moved to Texas, have moved to even Atlanta and different places to pursue those passions. Seattle yeah you can put out music but ain't nobody you gonna know the same locals that are gonna be like supporting you and you don't have no new people that you're reaching unless you're on Instagram and people are listening to you and all of this different stuff so sometimes you need to move if you want to be on movie sets being in Seattle is not where you're gonna you know if you're an actress you're not gonna make it in Seattle I'm sorry you're just not unless you just have meet somebody there and they want to fly you out to such and such you have a divine appointment there but sometimes you literally have to move to another state so I agree to disagree with those little statements on Instagram because sometimes it is moving. That's what's going to move you. You see what I mean? So that's one of the things that I don't like about Georgia. Um, there's not really a lot to say bad about the state. You know, you go somewhere and you move somewhere. There's going to be something that you don't really necessarily like it. I will say that the Southern hospitality is here. Um, I do love that people greet you. Um, you know, I... I so funny because I really don't see a lot of interracial couples down here not a lot a lot I, in Seattle you do see it all over it's not just African American and, and black but um I don't see that as much um I've seen it you know here and here and there but you don't see it a lot I do see a lot of black love down here which is great you know couples together um but yeah there's there's not much to say that I, what I don't like about it oh what I do like about it I will say what I do like this is supposed to be I don't like but I will say I do like um because that there's so many different radio stations down here Uh, especially you can listen to gospel all day what I didn't like about Seattle was that I couldn't do that back home because our gospel station unfortunately is no longer um, the one on the FM channel AM they still play gospel and stuff like that which is really unfortunate I could do a whole segment about this how we need to help each other in the church in general it doesn't matter what race you are it doesn't matter what side of the spectrum of denomination you are if you see one of your church members or something is going down in a not very good way I think it would behoove you as a church body member to help another brother or sister that may be struggling in an area financially or whatever to help boost God's kingdom because we're all in this together right or we should be at least so I love that there's a lot of different radio stations that they're Posted by african-americans down here i'm just only saying african-americans because back home we don't have a lot of that and it's um it's wonderful i love that there's a lot of events to go to down here gospel especially um you know just a lot of things to do a lot of people at hair events i mean and i love the support down here i love how some people support people down here and it's a beautiful thing and a lot of african-americans are down here they're doing their thing and they get support that they need in seattle i feel like there's competition everywhere you know, but I feel like in Seattle, it's a lot of competition because everybody's trying to make it, you know, is everybody trying to do this, everybody trying to do that. And it's just, sometimes it's just like, stop competing and just be, we can say that, but no, in our mindset, we still have that mindset sometimes. So I think just having the love and the support of other people that are doing exactly what you're doing is a freeing thing because it's like, there's room for everybody. And it's really, really true. And it, and you can feel that down here in Atlanta, So those of you that are makeup artists, hairstylists, please get in with a union so you can come fly in and out shout out to Gwyneth Gwyneth uh, Gwyneth Mosby Academy um I shouted her out on my Instagram page on my hair page um but I met that woman through somebody and she's an amazing woman she used to do TLC's makeup back in the day she still sometimes I think does um Tony Braxton's makeup and stuff. She's a beautiful soul. Those of you that want to take makeup classes, she has a a, a a quick class that you can take on a weekend. You can come down here. She You have to call her for the um, price range. I won't talk about it right now when it is, but she's worth it. And a lot of people that have come through her school have won Emmys because they've gone to her school. She's a woman of God. She loves the Lord. Um, shout out to her, Ms. Gwyneth. I love her. I planned on taking her academy class, honey, but I could just couldn't afford it at the time. But you know, sometimes you have to be trained by the best to become one of the best you know so shout out to her if you're ever or even if you have a two weeks vacation and you wanted to take one of those weeks here in Georgia come on down and you know take us class I mean there's so many different impeccable like wig classes there's so many different people doing different things movie sets down here if you're an actress or an actor I know a lot of the from what I've heard a lot of the castings go through LA but to get into a movie you would have to go through um, a lot of different casting companies there are great casting companies down here I consider doing some things but you know if it ain't God's will I'm cool with that I would actually like to write writers make money let's just say that so I would love to write scripts and all that different stuff because I do have to get to write let's just call it what it is okay I rather write and just have other people act what I right but it's really really great down here for people that want to do that but if you're an actress you know getting in with central casting they're a really great company um, just, you know, being local or just coming to visit for a little bit if you want to get jump in because a lot of movies are being filmed here shows um, You know, yeah, so I think it's really 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 cool. So Georgia has its ups and downs as you can see um, But every state does you know, you move somewhere you can move to a Bahamas and there's still stuff there that you don't like But you know you learn to grow and you learn to enjoy it and You kind of go with the flow of what you're called to do and I I'm learning to do that so Shout out to Georgia. Shout out to Seattle. I love my hometown, but I'm in a new state now, so I've become an official fuzzy peach. And I'm loving it. So be sure to follow me on Instagram. It is a private page, so I have to screen you before you come on. (laughs) It's kingdom underscore trends. And, uh, yeah, feel free to follow, share, and like this podcast. All right, much love to y'all. Bye. Cherie here of the Dangerous Beauty Podcast. I wanted to chat with you guys just a little bit about committed to your customers, how to stay committed to your customers, how to stay committed to your clientele. Um, I feel like I have been dealing with customers for over 10 something years. Um, I first started in this beauty thing industry selling Miss Mary Kay, Ash Inc. <laughs> no, Mary Kay, I started her off Um, I want to say 2008. So I've been in the game a little bit over 10 years. But um, it's just so much um, that comes along with this territory of being in any service industry. It's like it takes so much commitment on your part to just be there and to be present and to deliver what it is that you need to deliver to those people. Um, But I just wanted to talk about being committed, how I feel like a commitment is... We think about a relationship, right? Marriage. Men, you're committed to your woman, right? Woman, you're committed to your man. It's like, you guys come together when it's time to come together. And you guys, you know, pay the bills. You guys, you know, hang out. You guys have date nights. You guys, you know, just do the things that you need to do together because you're committed, right? Some of you have gotten married and you've signed on the dotted line. I feel like when your customers or clients come in, they're signing with their, with their uh, credit cards, like, I trust you, um, here's your money for the, the work that you put in, you know, or they'll sign a contract with you if you're a coach, a business coach, or, or a lawyer, or a doctor, or whatever it is, people are putting in their, their, their names because they're committed to a service that you provide for them, and I just wanted to stay, let's say, let's stay committed to them. Uh, I've had to at times in my life being honest with myself and with you all here on that podcast I've had to drop like different things in my life because of whether it might have been health issues I stopped working someplace or um, just a shift has happened in my life and it's just something happened financially I just wasn't able to commit commit, co- commit the way that I initially intended to um, not anything of myself Necessarily, just being a wonky, but because it just was life, you know. Um, but I was committed to my customers and clientele, and I was able to at least communicate that. Communication is key when it comes to commitment too. Communicate to them that I was not able to continue on with services the way that I wanted to and could, but I wanted to keep them in mind for future. I mean, I've moved um, a few times. I've moved to. Uh, Oregon, and then I moved to Seattle, back home to Seattle. Excuse me, that's where I'm from. And I moved to Georgia, and I've just I've had a lot of shifts in my life. Um, I've got a lot of things going on at times, so you know, at times you it affects you and affects other people around you if you don't get what you need to get in in place, you get stabilized. It can infect your whole nine yards. You know what I mean? And so I think it's important to even be committed to communication, committed to. You know, even the errors that you make and uh, the things that you've done that are just so may may have affected other people negatively. And they're just like, dang, she's just non-committal." I don't think people can say that. I probably have been non-committal in my life. And it's not because I don't want to be. It's because so many shifts has happened or it's just been my mindset. But I just wanted to tell you about being committed and how encouraging it is to be committed because I think people trust you for one they know that you're consistent and you're always showing up regardless of circumstances a lot of times I feel like my biggest commitment um champion I want to say champions where I would feel like I would get a commitment trophy it's to the service that I provide for people when I'm not even really getting paid for it when I just do it out of the passion and the, um, the joy of my heart and I think people know that about me at times when I feel like if I'm being taken advantage of or used I I have another commitment level for that kind of stuff because there ain't no commitment when I feel like I'm being taken advantage of I'm like oh no I gotta leave this situation but at the end of the day I feel like my commitment comes from the service part of me the part that just wants to give without anything being given back to me because I want to help somebody with somebody that's sick um with an ailment like cancer or um the children and you know I'm a part of the children's ministry at church and it's funny because, not to just talk about me so much, I'm really here to encourage you, but I'm trying to make a reference to what I'm saying about commitment, is that I substitute taught for about maybe seven something months, and that was like one of the hardest jobs I had ever had. And um, I thought that, you know, graduating from college and and volunteering at schools and, and being a tutor, you know, multiple times in my life and just, you know, just loving children and wanting to be a mom and rooting for kids and you know being a cheer coach at a point in time and interim cheer coach and just really being there for kids I thought that one day I wanted to teach and how great I love my childhood and elementary upbringing and how much I just love my teachers like every single teacher that I pretty much had I adored from music teacher to you know education you know physical education teachers you know I liked my teacher I had a really great caliber of teachers growing up and so I thought that, you know, I loved first grade. Like, I think first grade was probably my favorite. Yeah, it was. My teacher was Ms. Monk. Shout out to her. I don't know if she's still around. But um, I just loved it. And I wanted to either teach first grade or kindergarten because I love I like kindergarten a lot, too. I love the babies. I love the older ones. Middle schoolers, when I substitute taught, was, were the most challenging. I You would think high schoolers were, but they were cool. They were so chill. I didn't even have to do anything. I had, like, a substitute for an art class. And they just really didn't have to do much and they were so easy and they were just sitting there chilling and i'm just like you guys are great like the elementary kids soaked up everything they were so awesome um most of them they were kind of easy because i could just you know use my little champion gift you know and i had a golden microphone it was just easy with them you know they're kind of more attentive and they're like little puppies that just want to learn you know or just want to soak up everything sorry i don't mean to attribute children to dogs but like my mom always says don't reference kids don't say kids because a kid is a goat kids are children i'm like okay a kid is a goat children are not puppies but you know what i was trying to say anyway sidetracked back to one stream um i used to want to be a teacher with all those experiences with children how much i love them how much my heart is my mom's in education i was just like maybe i just wanted to be like her my auntie was an educator My, my my uncle was a principal i just thought that this was what i wanted to do as soon as i got in that role and i was substitute teacher it was it was pretty much a done deal after seven months. <laughs> seven is the number of completion biblically and I was done. <laughs> I said seven months God, I'm out of here. From October until April. I was that was it. But I was committed. But I felt like my commitment was more so best when I committed to teaching the children out of a heart full of love and for just teaching them about morals and biblical principles and the things that they're going to need to carry on in the rest of their life and I remember praying to God like I was like God I love teaching in this regard like the kids and it could be because it's a different dynamic of children because spiritually you're connected because you believe in the same things and they're they're children that are already being brought up the same way that you were so not that children that are in church or anything aren't difficult to teach but there's a certain kind of um I guess what is this well for lack of better words there's a certain kind of camaraderie that we have because we are being believe in the same thing and it's it's easier I guess so to speak because the the parents are teaching them whereas you're going into a secular public school or private school where there's a bunch of kids that just may not have the same belief system as you and it's a little challenging because some kids are not being taught the same way you were when you were growing up or they were not being taught by their parents at all or they're just the parents are letting Instagram and social media raise their kids you know and so it's just a different dynamic you know what I mean and so I remember praying to God saying that wow I love I want to teach your children in this way you know I want to teach children in this way and and stick to teaching kids in a different way in the in the community not to say I wanted to stop teaching kids altogether. it's like I'm more artistic so I want to teach kids about dance and how to dance or or acting or or coaching them in some type of way when it comes to like cheer or something like that there's a there's a level of teaching that I'm willing to do not just in a classroom so but um, my commitment to the children at the church that I, I do teach um, here and there is like that. It's like I'm doing it because my heart is in it in that regard. I'm not doing it out of a need for being paid, even though when I did substitute initially, that's what I really thought I wanted to do. But now I'm teaching and I'm not getting paid for it. And I love it more. Do You see, you see, that makes sense. So my whole thing is that's how we should be with our customers. Even though your gift will make room for you, which is a biblical um, term that a lot of us use that are Christian, it means that God will open up a door for you. It means that your gift as it's seasoned and skilled and you're refining it, that moment in time will come where God is going to open up a door for you, where it will be an opportunity that you will not want to refuse. You see what I mean? It's just something that you will have that will just open up so much for other people and they will be blessed by the gift that you have. But I think the main thing is that you being consistent and being committed and people will honor that even more because they're like, not only is this person good at what they do, but they're consistent. They show up, they show out and they give their best. And I think that's so important at the season of everyone's life because, you know, it's 2019. We want to go into 2020 just killing. You know, I'm ready to just be like, look, I'm committed to this. I do this well. I do that well. But I do it because I know if somebody did it to me, I want them to give me the same. All right. So commitment is calling out those things, being there for people, submitting, showing up and being consistent. I think commitment is all about consistent, being consistent. And, um, you know, I think it's just important for us all to be that way. And I just wanted to encourage you guys today on this Freestyle Friday. Be committed to the cause, committed to it all, committed to the things that ain't going to make you fall. I do a little rapping, don't even be tripping, I ain't about that trapping, I'm here to give you the listen, the listen to the things that are good for you, not the things, just things that's going to help you renew your mind, your soul, everything to make you whole. I give it to you and I give it to you 100 fold. Oh, Freestyle Friday. Check me out at Instagram. <laughs> Sheree Van Charles is S-H-A-R-E-E-V as and Victor, A N C H A R L E S. I hope you guys were blessed. You are blessed. And continue to listen in on the Dangerous Beauty Podcast. Love you. Bye bye.